You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me or other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting locker rooms for Locked On Nationals every single week, so you guys stay tuned. I'll be tweeting out those, and I can tell you guys each Monday when they'll be happening. Green Room is a perfect place, once again, to start or join conversations about the leagues and the teams that you love. So go to iOS Store right now, download the Green Room app. You guys can download it on your iPad or on your iPhone. Once again, that's the Green Room app. It's the Green Room app. They are changing the way that we talk about sports. All right, joining us on today's Locked On Nationals podcast, it is my friend Jack Perotti from the Game Day MLB. Uh, Jack, you and I have not spoken. It's actually been like a couple of years. You and I went to the University of Missouri together. Now, both working in the wonderful world of baseball media. It's so great to talk to you. I know. It's crazy, man. It feels like it doesn't feel like it's been as long as it was. But now that right. I'm thinking about it, it's been like two or three years. Like, I feel old now. I, I feel, dude, I feel old too, especially if like when you see these guys come up with majors. And it's like, you know, you oh my know, like, God. Like Juan Soto's 22, and it's, you know, you know a couple Wander, years older than me. Wander Franco was born in the 2000s. I'm like, are you right? kidding me? Luis Garcia for the Nats, also born in the uh, the 2000s. Um, so wow. you, you, so your job with the game day MLB, you do their, obviously their social media, and then you also do a daily podcast. Is it gambling centric? Is that kind of the way you're looking at stuff? Yeah, so at, at least on our gambling podcast, it's 100%. We do daily picks every day, like a best bet, underdog, who we think is going to hit a home run, like a, either like a nerfy or your like no run, yes run type of thing. Mm. And then sometimes like today, like we randomly just came up with a parlay when we were talking about games in general. Um, so that's kind of, it's like, it's pretty cool. It's like a quick, like 10, 15 minute header, you know, you listen to in the morning, get your picks. And if you like it, you can follow. If you don't like it, whatever, it's on you. Um, but yeah, I know it's fun doing that, but yeah, like my job in general right now, it's pretty cool. Like I get paid to watch baseball and post about it, do a little graphic design, social media, kind of interact with like fans and everything. It's really cool. I love doing it, man. I mean, like I've been a baseball fan since I, I can remember right. I was a little kid, like growing up in San Francisco area, huge Barry Bonds guy. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a dream. So it's cool. Um, so your San Francisco giants have been the, the surprise of the season and I'm not sure have you been able to see them in person this year no not yet I was back home a few months ago and I just missed them like the day that I had to leave to come back here to Chicago I actually they came they came to town the day after so I was like damn that was, that's tough but it's next weekend they're coming to Wrigley so I'm finally going to see them in person it's really weird they're just not it's just so not I don't want to say underwhelming but like there's not really it's not over you're not overwhelmed by them in person and I guess that's just the Mm-hmm. Maybe that is the quality part of them, right? Is the just workmanlike effort, I guess you could say, from them. Yeah. It's, I, I forget what their over-under win total was to start the season, but the fact that they're at where they are now and well on their way to winning the, the National League West, it is absolutely sensational the job that Gabe Kapler has done. And really, that's kind of the story of it. Like It is not the island of misfit toys, but it is all people who are notable 
for their performances in other places or their time in other places. And it starts with Gabe Kapler. And you think about the entire pitching staff, like Johnny Cueto, known for obviously elsewhere, Dee Scafani elsewhere, Alex Wood elsewhere. Like all of these dudes, uh, Kevin Gosman, you know, this guy from Baltimore, yeah. really making a name for himself in, in San Francisco. But and then think about, you know, Evan Longoria, right? Buster Posey's the one guy and also Brandon Crawford. Some of those yeah, guys too, but Brandon Bell, Darren Ruff, like Darren yeah. Ruff, you know, him out of all out. people. You find Mike Yastrzemski out of mm-hmm. nowhere in the mm-hmm. like the the Orioles farm system a couple years ago. There's it's like it's kind of cool though, seeing like so when the Giants got Farns AED, that guy's a wizard, first of all. Mm-hmm. What he did with the Dodgers to find Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, all those dudes, you know, Max Muncie, it's unbelievable what he did with them. And he's trying, he's doing the same thing with the Giants too. Like, I credit him completely, honestly. Yeah, I, I think when I look at their roster, like their pitching is their starting pitching is just really strong. And it's led by Kevin Gosman, but like they get they get you know, it's it's once again, it's not knock, you know, it's not like knockout, you know, you're not it's not crazy. Uh, but their pitching's really strong and then their their lineup is strong too. And it's it's not a um now now their their lead in the division is down to a half game. They've lost three straight games, but like still, whether they win the division or not, you know, it's this year is really impressive, and they're going to make the playoffs. That just feels like it's a foregone conclusion at yeah, this if, point. If they don't make it, it would take a, a monumental collapse. Like right. it would be insane if they. But, but it's it's September first, and they're ahead of the Dodgers, who have been great all season long. If you um, told me at the beginning of the year that the Giants would be leading the NL West yeah. at September first, I would say you're whatever drugs you're on, give me some of that because that yeah. is you're crazy. Like that's right. insane. Right, and, and I'm and I'm you know I'm actually it felt like like uh, two or three weeks ago it felt like they were they were going to win the division the Giants did eventually eventually caught them or the Dodgers rather eventually have caught it them. it was bound um, to happen honestly at some yeah. point. Uh, what do you think's up with the Padres? I dude, I feel like they're kind of starting to get it back a little bit, but just their pitching staff in general is gassed. I mean, like when you got Blake Snell, he's finally these last two starts he's picking it up, but it seems like that pitching staff in general just. The the bullpen's absolutely gas and you need guys more than just Darvish and Musgrove who can go late in games. They needed Snell to do what he's been doing the last two games. I think if they can just get that back and kind of stay healthy and it's all pitching because their lineup is going to hit no matter what, right? I think if their lineup can stay can stay healthy, the pitching can kind of go deeper in games. They'll be fine. I don't. I think they're going to end up making the playoffs over the Reds. The Reds are reeling right now. I don't think they can keep it up. I don't think they have as much star power as the Padres do to be able to keep it up for another month. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me or other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting locker rooms for Locked On Nationals every single week, so you guys stay tuned. I'll be tweeting out those, and I can tell you guys each Monday when they'll be happening. Greenroom is a fer- perfect place, once again, to start or join conversations about the leagues and the teams that you love. Go So go to iOS Store right now, download the Greenroom app. You guys can download it on your iPad or on your iPhone. Once again, that's the Greenroom app. It's the Greenroom app. They are changing the way that we talk about sports. Yeah, the Reds pitching is what – that's what concerns me. It's just the, yeah, the, the lack of – is... Right. The, the lack of frontline starting pitching in the bullpen just can kind of combine – and their lineup has been fantastic. It's a lot of fun to watch. And, um, you know, Castellanos has been phenomenal. Jesse Winker, I know the second half hasn't been as good. But, you know, Jonathan Indy, I remember him. I guess he was probably at Florida when you and I were at Missouri. So I, I remember him yeah. you know, as, as a Gator. 
and you know the fact that they they've got a lot out of him um and also catcher to have been great so yeah it's it's a weird battle because those two teams you know there's some years where it feels like there's really strong teams fighting the wild card and i think the american league is probably a great example right you feel like there's really strong teams fighting for that wild card spot but in the national league it, it does feel like whoever gets that wild card spot you really aren't feeling too confident about them in a five game series, whoever it is they play. Yeah. You're kind of, you're kind of screwed, right? Like if it's the giants or the Dodgers in that five game series with home field advantage, I mean, do the Dodgers are just, it's stupid how much talent they had. I mean, I know this is a nationals podcast. That was highway robbery. That trade. I cannot believe that Gavin Lux wasn't, wasn't traded over to Washington. Like, I don't know. Trey Turner, I think is, arguably the best shortstop in baseball. I don't get why he doesn't get more credit. I think he's better than Tatis. Tatis is more flashy, but Turner does more things better. And then Scherzer is obviously a generation. I was, I I was saying this a couple of times. I was talking to locked on Padres host and I made this, I made the suggestion uh, that Trey Turner is, is I would take Trey Turner in a playoff series at shortstop over Tatis, because I felt like if the ball was hit to Trey Turner at shortstop, it's not going to end up in the fifth row. And also like, I understand the offensive output from from Tatis is it's a bit more diverse, right? You're getting you know a guy who's going to hit for power, he's going to walk, he's got good speed, all those things. But Trey didn't hit for a lot of power, but man, is he reliable? He is he is going to get on base, and when he gets on base, he's absolutely electrifying. We've seen he's the best base runner in baseball, honestly. Yeah, I mean, first to third, it's crazy. For the first to home, sometimes can be mm-hmm. crazy too. If you ever get to see it, a chance to, yeah, it's, it's absolutely spectacular, and. I'm with you. I actually think the two guys they got, Josiah Gray, and the two main guys they got, Josiah Gray and K. Bear Ruiz, I thought they could have gotten those two guys for Trey Turner alone himself because, mm-hmm. because you know, Josiah Gray is, is – that's pitching depth and you always use that in He's been great. He's been great so far. Yeah, he's been, oh, he's been awesome. And K. Bear Ruiz, like, the, they have a glut at catcher for the, in the Dodgers organization. So I was like, look, he's kind of surplus – for them, I, in the event of injury, yeah. he's not. But you can't really run a team banking on injury. So, you know, they've got Will Smith, and uh, you know, that's not somebody that's going to give up that spot for a while. So, I think yeah, him and Austin Barnes is a very serviceable right, backup. Right. So there's, there's, you know, that's that's a guy that they. I'm not saying he's expendable, but it's, it's the type of guy they can afford to lose. And the fact that those two guys are the two kind of crown jewels of the trade, um, I I wouldn't go as far to say highway robbery. I would just say I think the Nationals, because here's the thing. You look across all the other trades that they made, right? They they got Lane Thomas for John Lester, which the fact that they got a player for John Lester is the fact that you yeah the fact that anyone wanted John Lester is right. And they've got a guy who's hitting leadoff now, and and Lane Thomas has been hitting like he's been actually awesome. And so I think even if he you know if he got hit by a bus today and God forbid, but he couldn't play anymore, they still won the trade. Um, (laughs) Brad Hand got DFA'd yesterday. They got Riley Adams, a catcher for him. How did anyone? I was going to say, how did they get anyone to want Brad Hand? Like, right. And they got Riley Adams, who's who's been their their best trade yeah. deadline acquisition has been Riley Adams. He's been he's been fantastic. And so you look at those guys, they played it well on those fronts. And then you look at the Dodgers trade and you say, hey, look, we kind of like Kavir Ruiz. We really like Kavir Ruiz and we like Josiah Gray. But for those two guys together, Scherzer and a year and a half at least of Trey Turner, it's like. Yeah. Hmm. It, it seems like you you should have been able to get a lot more for both those right. guys. But still, I mean, still, it's not a bad trade, I don't think, at all. But at the same time, you think for trade turn, like you were saying, you could get the same package you got for both of them. So. Yeah. Um, 
kind of looking at the at some of the odds right now. We use BetOnline.ag. They are our friends. Uh, the so to win the American League right now, the favorites are the Houston Astros, and it's really interesting. They're plus two twenty five. You have the White Sox at plus three fifty. The Rays are right there at plus three fifty. The Yankees are plus three seventy five. The Red Sox are plus eleven hundred, and the Athletics are plus twenty two hundred. So I would, you know, I would take a flyer on the Red Sox. Uh, I think if they, I like the value. They, yeah, plus eleven hundred because really the deal is in the American League. It feels like if any of those teams actually make it to the playoffs, like the Red Sox. I know the pitching has not been great, but the offense, it it can be enough. We know it can be absolutely enough. Yeah, I mean, with the Red Sox, too, you got Chris Sale, who has right. looked every bit of part of arguably the best pitcher in baseball. You could make an argument for since he's been back that he's been just that. And then if Tanner Huck, our boy, our Mizzou guy, yeah. if he can do a little something there, I think they got a good one-two punch. And then, I mean, you got Eovaldi hasn't been terrible this year. I The pitching isn't amazing for the Red Sox, but, right. that I mean, with that lineup, you, you can give up four runs and you're still going to win most games. Right, and it feels like, you know – the playoff games at Fenway, like their bullpen just needs to be good enough because they can kind of get you into those suit, you know, the shootouts, you know, the seven, sixes, nine, seven type games. You know, they start putting runs up. Like you, you kind of like to back them in a shootout type setting. So yeah, I, I think the Red Sox interesting value. Who do you, who do you really think ends up winning the American league? It feels like it's pretty wide open. Like it feels it, like there are five teams that you could say, I would yeah. not be overly shocked if any of them came out of the American league. Yeah, the only one that I would be shocked is the A's, honestly. But I still wouldn't be that surprised if they made right. it. But if I had to pick one, if I had to put money on it right now, I would go with the White Sox. Their yeah. rotation is deep. I, I want to see what's up with Lance Lynn on the IL right now. I hope it's not too serious for the White Sox sake. But, I mean, that that rotation, you don't have to start Dallas Keuchel anymore, right? Because, you know, you got, you got those four core guys who are incredible. Dallas Keuchel, throw him in the pen as like a long guy or whatever. I, I feel like he'd be fine for an inning. But yeah. you got them. You got that lineup is absolutely loaded too. Now that they got Eloy back, you got Lewis Robert back, who's got some of those natural power in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. You don't get a break at all in that lineup whatsoever. Like that's what's scary to me. Right. I think every other team you can argue with, like the Yankees, Brett Gardner, you get a little bit of a break. The Red Sox, there's a couple guys in that team where you get a bit. Like the the White Sox, you got zero breaks, man. You, yeah. As a pitcher. It's tough when when you can't bank on all right. I can kind of work around this guy. No, you got to attack every single hitter. It's tough, right? And that's that's like the funny part. You know, think about Yasmani Grandal's season. It's like he's had the, one of the weirdest offensive seasons ever. You know, so odd, him. but he's finding his power stroke now that he's back too, which is like right. Jesus, if he can do that and keep getting on base, right? It's, it's I would open. lean that way too. I think I think it's so weird because you know I guess Tony Larusa is pulling all the right strings, but. It felt like at the beginning of the season that was not a not it, a marriage that was made in heaven, right? It literally seemed like the worst fit in general. But right. maybe with all those huge personalities that the White Sox have, you need like the old man, like strict dad kind of coach yeah. to, to come in and kind of be like, hey, guys, you have your fun on the field, do everything, but we're doing this my way. I'm going, going to be strict about it, and we're going right. to win. Just, just trust me. And I think that's what – like. He's a Hall of Fame manager for a reason, man. Like it's I know he's old and I hated how he dealt with the Yerman Mercedes thing, but hey, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, he's a great coach and he, he yeah. knows what he's doing. And it, it seems like the, the players have actually bought in. Like the, they really or, like him. Or they're like. so talented that where it really doesn't matter. They're just like, all right, Tony's there and we're taking care of business. But yeah, it seems I mean, like it's, it's actually working. From everything that I've seen so far, it seems like they love the guy. Like which yeah. is 
the opposite of what I think everyone expected. Right, right. Um, I'm still. I think the last three years I've been banking on a Yankees Braves World Series. I just keep predicting it and I'm hoping eventually. <laughs> I know, like every single year, I swear. This feels like that could that could be like it actually. But but here's the weird part: both those teams have really come on late. I know the Yankees aren't playing their best ball, but I, I think what's what's been uh, fun to watch with the Braves is that they lost Acuna and they lost Mike Soroka. But it still doesn't matter, and they've been able to overcome that. And to me, they feel like the most dangerous nationally nationally team. It feels like nobody's talking about them because they took. I mean, they pushed the Dodgers to the brink last year. They they were one game away. They from they should have they should have won to the World Series last year. They, they honestly should've. probably should. And if they went, they probably would have won it. I, I would like their chances too. And so they feel like they can beat the Dodgers, and they've got unfinished business in that mm-hmm. one. And now. You know, I would take the Dodgers in that series, but like I really would not. You know, the, the Braves. It feels like you wouldn't want to rule them out. Yeah. Um, the National League feels like, while the American League is is relatively wide open, all those teams are very good. I feel like the National League has a bunch of incredibly heavy hitters. The Giants, the Dodgers, the Brewers are. If they can get the pitch, I was going to say down, the Brewers are a wagon this year. Do not yeah. count them out. Yeah, and it's it's like who wants to face that pitching, right? If they can get all the guys back and healthy, but who Good wants to luck, face especially Burns, in the playoff Peralta, Woodruff, and you know who wants to face all those guys in a playoff series? And you got, obviously, and the, the bullpen too. You got Hater, yeah. you got uh, Devin Williams. Like, oh my god, that's terrifying. Yeah, so you know, I think the National League is going to be super compelling, and I think whoever comes out of that is the team that I'd end up favoring. But um, how do you feel about the on the other and the the American League? How do you feel about the Yankees? Have, have you? caught much of them and as they as their run under Aaron Boone continues. Yeah, I mean like listen, they're, they're arguably the hottest team in baseball or one of right now, you know, they I mean maybe not as late they've been reeling a little bit, but they got they they have the the guys be able to do it. I still think that they're a couple starters away from really doing something in the playoffs. You can't just bank on Garrett Cole every 3 or 4 games whatever whatever the, you know, works out to be what they want to do with him. I, I feel they got to go out this offseason and get someone else. I just don't think that they have the pitching to be able to win seven-game series, especially in the World Series, against the Dodgers, against a, a Brewers, against the Giants, or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I th- that's what's been lacking for them all year. You know, they, I, they get I feel like it's going to be interesting because whoever comes out of the AL this year is mo- more of a hitting team, right? Like, yeah. it's much more big bats. And then you look at the NL, the best teams in the NL, the big hitters, or not big hitters, like the big players, are pitchers like yeah. those are the big the big names? So it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of works out in the World Series this year. I mean, even even the Braves to some extent, you know, they're pitching as you know with, with Morton and Ian Anderson and Max Fried. Like that's that's and, yeah, you know, underrated staff for sure. Kyle Moore, yeah, they, they've they've been tremendous uh, this year on that front, especially later on in the season. But yeah, that's the Yankees' problem, right? Is the fact that it's Cole, the fact that after that you're asking a lot of questions, right? You're, you're and Chapman's reeling. You know, they the bullpen is is just. You know, and and it's Aaron Boone kind of going with, "Hey, whoever's the, whoever feel like should close that night should close," and that's worked for them as of late. Uh, I thought they were going to can him. I thought they should have canned him with the way the season was going. I was shocked they didn't. Yeah, and and look, I, I think here's my problem with this is that you could justify Aaron Boone being the manager still. I think they could have gotten these same results. I think they could have gotten these same results earlier. I think this was always going to happen. That team was way too good to suck for a long time. I mean, just think about yeah. like if judge and Stanton are healthy and they're in the lineup together, they're going to be good. You just can't put a tandem like that together 
and not have it work out in your favor, especially when you add, you know, you end up adding Luke Voigt, who's been awesome, and, and you add Anthony Rizzo to the lineup. Like, you're not going to be able to work through that part of the lineup and just go unscathed, you know, three or four times in a game. It's just not going to happen for you. No, I mean, that's what I was thinking. So I remember at the All-Star break, there was a bet on points bet. It was plus 150 for the Yankees to make the playoffs, and I hammered it. I was like, dude, this team is way too good and way too naturally talented for them not to have a great second half. Like, they can't be this bad for an entire year. That's just not them. I mean, mean, that looks like easy money now, which is great. But I feel like at the time when I told people that, everyone was like, dude, you're so stupid. They look like crap, all this stuff. I was like, Glaber Torres is not going to hit 170 for an entire year. Aaron, Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton will both be healthy at the same time at some point in the second half, and they're going to get going. Like, then you are, they're always buyers at the deadline, too. You knew they were going to make some splash. I did not expect Rizzo. I expected Gallo, but I did not think Rizzo had any chance of going there. That was crazy. And, and he's, and Mike Francesa, this, he's like the perfect Yankee, right? I mean, that guy, you know, the Italian roots, just the, he looks like a New York Yankee, right? Yep. You know, he's got Anthony Rizzo, sounds like a New York Yankee. And he's been a, a guy who's brought a huge lift. And I mean, he looks good in pinstripes, right? But also guys like Runet Odor, like Odor, you know, he doesn't look like a Yankee because uh, we know him for his beard, right? We're yes, going to see him with the, with the beard shaved off <laughs> and he goes and becomes a New York Yankee. But I think he has been, I mean, every hit he's gotten this year has been like, a, it feels like a, uh, an important hit and a guy who's given them energy. So, you know, while Joey Gallo hasn't been great um, for them coming over, you know, I, I, I like the additions that they made. I just I mean, think, I think you're right. Next year, they need to focus on pitching. Yeah. I mean, you still got, like, even though Gallo hasn't been an amazing hitter for them, he's still great in the field. He's a gold glover in the outfield right. every single day. You got right. him out in the outfield. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do when they play in the NL. If they, let's say they get to the World Series, right? If they do, it'll be interesting to see how they construct that lineup with the outfield. Cause you'll probably have like Gallo or Judge in center and then Stanton and another person in the right. corner. Like, that would be. A lot of big boys in the outfield. Yeah. You can worry about injuries because, I mean, it's just – isn't it weird? It's like these big, durable guys that look like they could be basketball players. Like, baseball is just a sport. It's just not – it's not kind to, like, big athletic people in the outfield. It, you know it doesn't I mean? make really sense. Weird. I don't understand it, really. Like I think it may be the stop and start nature. You know what I mean? Just the, the fact that, like, you're in a standing position. All of a sudden, you have to break on a baseball and just go full speed. You've got more weight and force on your joints. Yeah, it's just not – yeah, it's just yeah. – it's not really conducive. Um want to give you some of these these odds for Cy Young. American League, Garrett Cole's minus 200. He is, he is the favorite um, this season. And it looks like he's going to win it unless, yeah. you know, Robbie Ray can steal it from him or Lance, Lance Lynn is able to come back from injury. And same thing for Rodon. Uh, Otani's dropped off a little bit in that category. But, you know, for Garrett Cole, it feels like a Cy Young was eventually going to come to him. But weirdly enough, this isn't really his best season. As he's a been pitcher. Very, he was off for about two months. Yeah, and he he's been up he's been up and down this season, but it feels like in the American League nobody really grabbed that silent award by the horns. I mean, I honestly do think Lance Lynn would have won it if it wasn't for him hitting the IL right now. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think if you look at his stats cumulatively, they're just as good or better than uh than Gary Cole in about every single category. It's just the fact that he plays on the White Sox. He doesn't get as much recognition nationally as as Garrett Cole. But I mean, if he stays healthy all year, if he stayed healthy all year, then I, I do think Lynn, Lynn gets it. But there's no way Robbie Ray takes it at this point from, yeah. from Garrett Cole. I just like, I think he's worth a sprinkle. Was he plus three hundred? Plus three hundred. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's worth a sprinkle in my opinion. But yeah, and you go to the National League and you look, Walker Buehler is at minus one ten. Feels like Corbin Corbin Burns could grab him there at, at plus two twenty five. 
Mm-hmm. Woodruff is plus 450. Wheeler plus 800. Max Scherzer is plus 1,600. You know, Walker Buehler to me has been the best pitcher in baseball this year because of how consistent he has been. Feels like you're never going to see him have a bad start. Yeah, and he's also out there every fifth day, and and that that feels like something that you can't always say for some of the big, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the heavy hitters. Um, You know, some of the guys have gone gone down to the IL. Obviously, Jacob Degrom went. Steven Strasburg started the year. I thought was you know he had a potential case for it. He hits the IL as well, and then we saw the American League a bunch of guys have hit the IL too. So I think Walker Buehler, it's just that everyday consistency that he brings. And you're right. Like it really feels like even in situations where he gets in some trouble, he always seems to work out of it with minimal damage. Um, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I've watched him, I think four or five times this year. And I can't think of a game where I can like recall where he didn't pitch very well. It's just that consistency. And to me, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, while the competition might be closer, I almost trust him not to lose, you know, lose the battle just because of how good he's been. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't, I literally, like I've, you know, I've been covering baseball, like this whole year, I've, I pay attention to about every single baseball game because it's my job. And I don't think I can recall one time he's given up more than three runs in a game. I'm sure he has, but like, I cannot right. remember it. Yeah, and he hasn't, he hasn't given up more than three runs in a game in over two months. Uh, That's absurd. Gave, yeah. Last time he did was, it was uh, May, uh, let's see, May, May 11th, gave up four earned runs in a game. And May? Then, May 11th. Yeah, Man, that's four months then. ago. One more pause for the cause on today's show. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar out there right now. They've got coconut, cherry barchia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. All of those flavors are available now. They've got 17 to 18 grams of protein. They've got calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. And right now you can go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at built.com. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch all of your favorite sports movies and shows in the same place. That means no more juggling remotes and no more need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yeah, and ever since ever since May oh 11th, he has not given up four runs in a game. And look, the the what's crazy part is too, the numbers for him like month by month by month get better. The month of April, ERA 3.16. Then you go to May, 2.18. June, 1.85. Uh, July, 1.67. And August, <laughs> 1.56. I mean, he's gotten, gotten better at on the whole every single month. And um, in games that he pitched last month, the Dodgers went 5-1. and one. And that, that's really what it's about. Like, are you going out there and giving your team a chance to win every single day? That's, that's, that's yeah. what the important thing is. And, and I mean, 
nobody does it better than him, and he does it in pretty impre- impressive fashion too. And the thing that's underrated about having a pitcher like that that you know is going to go out there and you score two runs, you're going to win usually. Like it just puts the offense at ease. There's no pressure on them. You're like you know, we can go out there. We don't need to force anything right now. The runs will come at some point. We can just hang out. Just trust Walker Bueller, and we'll be fine. That's what's like in the playoffs. That's a huge thing to, to have on your team. You got. Shit, if you're the Dodgers, you got three guys that can do that with him, Scherzer, and uh, and Kershaw. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah their depth, and I I know that they you know they're they're missing um, Dustin May obviously from earlier this season, God, but still they yeah, had him. Yeah, you know obviously with the injury, but he's you know he was a guy that they were going to rely on. And I, I just think in the future, think about the rotation if they bring Scherzer back. We'll, we'll see if they do, but um, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Uh, Shohei Otani is minus five thousand to win the MVP in the that's, American that's easy. Yeah, that's it's easy obviously there. Really, the National League, I feel like it's a legitimate race. Like, Bryce Harper has been fantastic. I think he does warrant consideration for the for the National League most valuable player. And I feel like the narrative always drives these awards. I know Fernando Tatis has been awesome. They moved. The problem is they moved him to the outfield because the defense was not good enough at shortstop. And that should matter to me. I think that matters. Yeah, I, I agree. Fielding is part of it. And Bryce Harper's a gold-glove caliber fielder in the outfield. And he's probably one of the only reasons the Phillies are actually in contention this year. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, he deserves a, a huge level of consideration for this. Uh, a couple other, you know, there's some other guys across the league. Uh, obviously, it's sad we lost Jacob deGrom uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, he, he was front runner, I think, yeah. for MVP. If he stayed healthy all year, he probably would have won. And Cy Young, but they got to figure out, you know, with him, I mean, maybe it's a mechanical issue with how already he's throwing, whatever it is. Um, what are some bets that you are liking for the rest of the season? Do you have anything that's either daily or down the line? What are you liking right now? Yeah, futures. I I definitely like a little sprinkle on the Brewers for the for the World Series and to come out of the NL. I think that pitching staff pitching always dominates in the playoffs. It always. I, I mean, I just think that when I was growing up with the Giants 2010 team, there's absolutely no hitting on that team. But you had Tim Lincecum, Matt Cain, all these dudes that were insane. I think the same thing is like the Brewers feel like that same type of team, but they also got some dudes at the bat. Like you got Christian Yelich who's having a good second half of the year this year. Omar Narvaez is one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. Willie Adamas has been smacking the cover off the wall. Yeah, Willie Adamas has been incredible. What an amazing trade they made earlier this year for absolutely nothing. It was literally just like the Rays trying to get a space for Wander Franco to play. That's right. it, which right. is crazy. It feels like almost a move that the Rays would do, right? It, it felt like a very uh, almost a trade the Rays would make, and it would work out for them. It's um, so weird how they do this every year. Like, just don't trade with the Rays. Usually, it will not yeah. work out for you. This one did work out. Yeah, this for one them. worked out. Actually, this one worked out very well for them. Yeah. Uh, and right now, the Brewers are plus seven hundred to win the World Series. And I, I'm with you. The, the the Dodgers, the value at plus three twenty five, just it's not there because obviously there's still a chance that they end up in a one game wild card. You know, one, one game wild card. Yeah. Thing. Why would you bet on that them or the Giants right now? Honestly, the Giants have a little bit of value, but I don't want to bet on a team. That's has a chance to be in the wild card. The Brewers are going to run away with that division, and they will have a five-game series. Hundred yes. percent. I'm hundred percent with you, and and that is that's why they feel more safe because we don't know, you know, which which teams are going to, we're going to get um, from the National League West. Now, I mean, we're think going about to, it too with the with the Brewers, like yeah. So it's four-man rotations in the playoffs all the time. 75% of the time, you're going to be facing Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, or Freddie Peralta. Good luck. Like, yeah. have fun with that. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, and, and, the, and the pen. And the pen that they get out. And Crazy. also, it's it's going to be – that first series for them is going to be a series where they have home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to add that in there as well. So, yeah, um, we're just not sure which 
two te- or, or if we're going to get, you know, uh, two or three teams right out of the National League West. We don't know how many we're going to get yet. So it just feels like there's too many things up in the air um, right now. So, yeah, it's just too much in the, up in the air right now, I, I think, um, at this point in time with, with that. Other mm-hmm. stuff that I'm looking at, you know, out of, the, out of the American League, man, the Astros are getting a lot of love. And maybe it's just my disposition to the Astros, but I'm just – I think the pitching may be a bit too young. That, that that's what I think too. Yeah. I think they're going to kind of fold in the playoffs. Like Luis Garcia has been awesome, right? But I don't think he's a guy you can really rely on in the playoffs that much. Young guys in the playoffs of pitching usually doesn't work out. Yeah, I don't so, know. yeah. So Their hitting's awesome, but I just I, there's something about them. They just don't have like you know when a team you can kind of watch them play and you're like this team like looks like a World Series contender. The, the Astros don't feel like that whenever I watch them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, all right, Jack, appreciate you giving us some time. Where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Yeah, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow Jack underscore Perotti on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But what I work for at the Game Day MLB, that's got a lot more followers. I'm posting way more content about baseball on that. You got my podcast up on that as well. You can get all your baseball bets if that's what you're into. It's kind of fun. Um but yeah, man, thanks for having me on. I hopefully the the Nationals will be a little bit better. I can talk talk better on the Nationals for you soon. But yeah, they're they're look they're in rebuild mode, so it's you know it's it's fun to enjoy their games. I actually I, I was joking the other day. I think Nationals fans are actually a bit happier than some of the other fan bases are right now, like the Phillies fan base and then the Mets fan base. Like their teams are better, but they're not necessarily happy. The Nats fans, I think, have it. You know, they got a World Series two years ago. Yeah. They're kind of embracing and enjoying the rebuild. This is not a rebuild where they got nothing out of, you know, the players they had before, right? They got a World Series. They got some top prospects out of these guys, too. So it's not, like a, it's not like a Pirates rebuild where they trade, right. you know, like <laughs> where you, where they trade you Austin Meadows yes. and Tyler Glass now for right. Chris Archer. Every, every good player you get, you're just going to trade. That is that is the Pirates motto. Literally. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jack, appreciate your time, man. Yeah, appreciate it, man. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.